We deserved it. No, I don't pay no attention to him. He's a clown. He was just upset after the game and he threw a touchdown and he felt good about himself. So let's just talk about the other team. I think the whole university and their fans and then the organization is classless. He is somebody you don't want around you. So I uh, did not pay much attention to him anyway. So now, Riley Stevenson, a 36-yard attempt to try to send it to overtime. And it hit the upright. (laughs) And the game does it. Utah fans storm the field. All the time in the world for Beck. Can anybody get open for him? He'll roll right. Let's it go. Finds his guy. Touchdown. Johnny Harleen comes all the way across the field. 18. Hall watches it. He's got Carly waiting on it. Touches it across the 40-yard line. Here's Mitch Payne. And it's blocked. It's blocked. Utah got back there. Got a pull on it. And they will win the game. I wouldn't say he's lucky. I just say we executed the play well. When you're doing what's right on and off the field, I think the Lord steps in and, and uh, plays a you know plays a part in that. Magic happens. Mangum may have had his arm hit when he left that go, and it's intercepted, picked off by Johnson, and picked off. Mono Fisi the tackle, and it's Utah football. But it's coming, and Tanner Mangum never had a chance. Goes down at the 18-yard line as Casey Hughes from the corner came unmolested. Had a variety of those, haven't they? Brett Allman to put away. It hits a Ute, and BYU has recovered it. What a catch. Matt Bushman, how did he bring that in? Wilson, there is Bushman. He's got it. Touchdown, BYU. Intercepted. Picked off by Julian Blackman, and he takes it back for the first Utah score of the night. This is Jason Shelley. Such an exciting game to watch and one that neither side wants to lose. Best Sports Radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 
the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, happy rivalry day to everybody out there. Happy rivalry day to you, Gordon. How are you? Same to you, Jake. It's a little something special in the air today, and uh, I don't think it's air pollution. No. No? No. There's sunshine, blue skies, and a whole lot of red. We are in the perfect spot for Rivalry Day today, Gordon, for a variety of reasons. One, we are in Utah County, so you can easily stop by and see us on your way to the game. We are at uh, Murdoch Hyundai, 452 South, Linden Park Drive, and they started their tailgate, Gordon, at noon today, and it's right out front. They're grilling up dogs. Yes, they got the that. burgers going. Uh-huh. Uh, they got a little soft serve ice cream, which uh, you I noticed. Sampled. Yeah. Uh, pretty good? Yeah, yeah. And, of course, they have great deals, and we'll, we'll talk about, I mean, this is a big weekend uh, in car sales, and they've really busted out the great deals uh, today, and we'll talk about them throughout the show. So uh, certainly do yourself a favor and come check out these uh, wonderful Hyundais. Uh, but also uh, get into the, the event of the rivalry. They've got food. They've got ice cream. And we have jazz gear for you to give away, lots of it, in fact. And then, Gordon, we got a pair of tickets. We do. We're going to do Enter to Win. We've got a pair of tickets for tonight's game. So you've got to come by, put your name in the hopper, and we'll pick a winner uh, before the end of the show. There's been a lot of back and forth today, uh, Jake, about uh, the attendance at this game and how there are still tickets available and some people have a problem with that. But it dawned on me that BYU students aren't back yet. Could that be the problem, do you think? Or do you think that there is a problem with the, with the kick time, with the, the day of the week, with, uh, with people not wanting to, to be hassled with the traffic or whatever? I think it's a combination of a few of those things. I don't, I don't know about this. I would expect the student section is going to be full tonight. No, they're not here. But you don't Classes think... Classes don't start till next, like, Tuesday I or hear something. you, but I think, I bet you that student section will still be full. Oh, I don't. I don't I, think that'll be the 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 part of the stadium that's not filled. Well, that's a big part of the stadium because it's like, isn't it two different sections? And a lot of uh, a lot of BYU students come from out of town, and you got the Labor Day weekend coming up, and so I I wonder if if there's a lot of students. You know, usually, what do they call their student section over there? What's that the thing? Rock. The Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually that's, uh, that makes up a good portion of, uh, you know, at least you know, I, a, a sizable amount of people over there. And, and a, a lot of those people aren't here. I follow The Rock on Twitter. Do you? Uh, they have a Twitter account, which I, which I follow. And the, that Twitter account, anyway, seems pretty confident that that's not the section of the stadium that will be lacking. So what section will be? You think the cheaper tickets? Um, I, I think circumstance... Listen, I, I think a lot of BYU fans aren't necessarily excited to go see their team lose the ninth okay. in a row. Yeah. And I, I do think there is some of that. I think the enthusiasm for BYU football, I don't think there are any fewer fans, but I feel like the enthusiasm has been down That's for a, a minute. That's a good point, yeah. Um, Hanson Scotty, for example, did the um, – the, the, um, uh, uh, listener portion of their 60 and 60 where the the fans could vote and that would count as one vote in the overall uh, exercise which uh, I think is cool that they did that this year uh, but BYU fans were the ones that did not vote as it, compared to all the other the fan bases uh-huh. the representation from the BYU fans was the lowest interesting so I I do 
I, I think the enthusiasm is down a little bit on the BYU front. And then I do think there is something to it with they make it hard to watch football games in person. They make it more of a hassle than it used to be. With the start time and the, the, the traffic and the stoppages, how long games are. I mean, Gordon, what time? Now, you have to work after the game's over, but what time do you think you're going to be rolling in your front door tonight? Uh, it'll be late. It'll be really late. So, Although, the- on a game like this, um, you know, we have to file the second the game ends. So, uh, you know, I might go down and hear what some of the coaches or players have to say uh, afterward, uh, but, uh, but I don't have to because our deadline is the same as when the fans are leaving. So, I, I don't know. But anyway, with the traffic and all that that goes into it, there's folks who are coming to this game who aren't going to get home till two in the morning. Right, and you know concessions are expensive. I mean, they they just make it hard sometimes. So if you combine those things, if your enthusiasm—not saying that you're any less of a fan—but if your enthusiasm was a little bit low, then all that sort of stuff starts to matter a little bit more, and it yeah. makes it easier to stay home and consume the product on TV because the product on TV is terrific. You see more of the game at home. I mean, it, you see what I'm saying? It it's just easier, makes it easier to stay home. Yeah, it's easier. And for a lot, you covered it all there, Jake, I think. Sorry, uh, did I, did no, I no. steal all no, of no. the Did no, I no. suck all of the air out no. of this dealership just now? No, I don't think so. Everyone knows. But but it's, it's kind of like if you're a BYU fan, and I think BYU fans, if you're going to break it down percentage-wise, they probably have, what, 30% hope that maybe something positive might happen. Maybe Zach Wilson will go crazy and, and the, 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 uh, you know, the, the, the excitement will return. But I, I would measure that around 30%. And the rest of the body is telling mind, telling them, hey, your team's going to lose again tonight. And do you want to go through all that and then watch your team lose? Or is it easier to sit in your TV den, eating your stack of ham sandwiches, and maybe down in a beverage of your choice, and just sort of, oh, okay, the Cougars lost. Well, I don't have to put up with it. I just uh, sort of dissipate into my into my uh, slumber and sleep it off. I go upstairs and I go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or I have another slice of pizza. Exactly. Flip on the post-game show. Call up hands and tell them how angry you are. <laughs> See, I don't even know how much anger there is uh, because it's kind of expected. Right. And, and you know, we throughout the day here on The Zone, people have talked about their favorite moments in these games and things like that. And, and in 08, not only was the conference title, well, it was the conference title was on the line in the sense that if BYU beat Utah, it would have been a three-way tie. For the, for the Mountain West Conference Championship, right? Am I remembering that correctly? I think, I think that sounds Because TCU only had one loss as well. Okay. And that was to Utah. And BYU had one loss, and that was to TCU. Anyway, point being, there were two top uh, handset of today. BYU was 14. Utah was number seven mm-hmm. in that game. Everything was on the line. Enthusiasm, you remember, Gordon, was at an all-time high on all sides. Uh, people, it, it just... It's, it's not the same anymore. There's just not that enthusiasm on the BYU side, and there's a lot of enthusiasm on the Utah side, but they don't have that link together anymore, and it has changed things. Well, I mean, you can trace back all kinds of reasons for that. Uh, BYU schedules have become more difficult. Their teams have not been as good, and 
they keep losing to their rival. I mean, throw in a few wins along the way, throw in uh, some uh, 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 you know some winning records, and then you might have a little bit of a different deal here. Yeah. But right now, I you know I mean should we have a pity party for BYU fans? No, I don't think so because I I think their program is headed in the right direction. I do. I believe that. I, I believe that they're getting better. Kalani's second year was rock bottom, and they had nowhere to go but up, and I think they're, I think they're headed in that direction. And I think the enthusiasm will grow, will grow, but, you know, they've got a – beating Utah would be a really big deal for well, this, this program this and, year, and the enthusiasm we're talking about. We talked about it on the roundtable. How many wins does BYU have to get in order to create more of that in, in excitement and yeah. enthusiasm for the program? Uh I think someone, you or PK, threw out the number eight. It was PK. I think that's going to be real tough to get that's to. That's a tough number to get to. And they were seven and six last year. So if they get seven wins this year, I mean, it's kind of like, okay, that flattened out. I mean, that's, that's uh, the smartest thing I've heard all week is people saying, when Kyle Whittingham was asked uh, what, what he looks for to measure his program on a given night, he said, a win. Right. Just give me a win. Nothing else matters. And so BYU fans are sitting there going, where, where are the wins? And back when Lavelle was playing, you know, they were in the Mountain West for the old whack, and then they played every once in a while a tough team here and there. But it was easier during that period to right. get wins than it is now. You know, and, and so it, the double whammy's going on here. They're playing more difficult schedules, and their team's not as good relative to who they're playing. So what do you do with that? What does a fan base do with that? There is that hope, that feeling like maybe something special can happen with this team, but it's not based in real evidence. It's based in, well, it's just based in hope. And I think this this change for BYU has been a long time coming. Uh, Gordon, this this rebuild so to speak where they kind of because bronco all but told us about it for for years leading up to his departure that they're adjusting to being an independent school and it's different and bronco was telling us on his way out the door that it was probably harder than he thought because remember he did that that weird interview down in was it dallas for a dallas paper where he basically begged to get into the league yeah and said that they had to absolutely get in the league. Then he started talking about how independence was unsustainable. Yeah. Was that the, uh-huh. the word that he used? Yes, it is. And then I don't think it's really an accident that Bronco left when he did because he probably saw the direction. He saw Kalani's second year coming. <laughs> yeah, okay. He, that probably wasn't a surprise to Bronco. Yeah. Once Taysom and Jamal left and what, you know, I don't think Bronco had a couple opportunities where he could have pursued jobs that he didn't. And, you know, you hear a variety of stories about why and that sort of thing. But he, he, he did pursue some jobs. He, and he did. But he he goes to Virginia of all places. I mean, that was just so out of the blue. I, I think I think he probably saw this coming a little bit. And not to say that it's permanent, but I do think there was some adjusting to independence that that they had to adjust what they were doing. And I think Kalani's in that process where he's digging, he's, he's headed in the right direction. But at some point, Gordon, he is going to have to win some of these games. Like, that's, is he heading that's in the come. right direction, though? Because when you look at the rankings of recruiting classes and whatnot, it, it's not particularly optimistic for BYU. I mean, some of their recruiting, and I don't know whether you believe in that stuff or not. 
But, and, and I don't know what to make of it. These people supposedly study this stuff out and they assign uh, evaluations of players. And we always talk about, well, Alex Smith coming out of San Diego is much better than what he, you know, there are always exceptions to it. But look at Alabama and Clemson and look at the caliber of athletes they're getting. Is it any real shock that they're winning the way they are? So it, it can so tell a story. Like, it's just not the whole story. I right. hear what you're saying. And maybe maybe back when Lavelle was was coaching, and, and as he used to call them, his glory years, uh, maybe those recruiting classes wouldn't have been ranked all that high if they were doing all that ranking back in the day. But and they somehow made the you know the passing system really worked, and and BYU mastered that, and really caused a lot of trouble for defenses that weren't accustomed to seeing that. Well, now defensive coordinators are kind of accustomed to seeing that. And so, I, I don't know. I, I just, in order for BYU to get better, they have to get better athletes. So how can they get better athletes? How? Well, if if Kalani is not doing that currently and they're not going in the right direction and they're not getting better athletes, then he's not the right guy for the job. And I hate, now, to, I hate to say that because... Everybody loves Kalani. And I don't know if I necessarily believe that. But if what you're talking about and they're just spinning their wheels and they're not going in the right direction, well, they've got to find somebody who can. Well, is it his fault or is it the way it is down there? The guys don't want to go down there and they don't want to, you know, the, the academic standards are really difficult. It doesn't really slow down Stanford a whole lot, does it? It, it slows. Does it slow down Vandy? Kind of. uh, yeah, I would think so. Uh, it, it's it's tough, man. It's it's a tough place to coach, and we brought that up with Kalani, and he he scoffed at it and said, "No, I love coaching here, and he wants to keep coaching there." So uh, maybe he can maybe he can edge this thing forward. But I think you're right. A victory tonight would really lift the spirits, not just of the coaches and the players, but of the entire fan base. They are in need of that. And, and right now, it's just sort of in that that netherworld, you know, just sort of nobody really knows what to think. Well, right now, uh, Kalani's got to impress his bosses. And, and a win here, not that it, it's going to seal the deal one way or another, but a win here would, would do a lot think, for him. Think about how our tone and tenor right now would be so much different tomorrow if BYU wins tonight. Then, then that fan base is going to come alive. It, it would It'll go be al- like Peter Frampton in the uh, in the seventies. You know, that's the best li- uh, best selling live album of all time. Is it really? Frampton comes alive. <laughs> what year did that come out? And it's Mister Know It All back in the studio would probably know that. But uh, do you remember when was that? When was that? It had to be seventy mid seventies, right? Yeah, Maybe even know. early seventies. Seventy six. Well, you've never. 76. Oh, yeah, okay. Funny you've never heard. It's a good year for me. Uh, you've never heard a studio produced song of Peter Frampton's. <laughs> Nobody's ever heard the album that those songs actually came from. Everybody just has heard Frampton Comes Alive. I, I had a friend in, uh, in high school and in, in college who absolutely just had a crush on Peter Frampton. Absolutely. And now, now, I, now when you see him. He's still with us, right? <laughs> Maybe I think he's still with us, he, yes. He looks more like, you know, you might expect an old rocker to look. But anyway, uh, what, what was it? We got, uh, my, here's my point. BYU, this is like, BYU's fan base is like a, a fire that hasn't been lit. It's like tender, all stacked up. Did you, did you do any scouting at all? 
I'm an Eagle Scout. You, uh, that's right. You are. I am. So how do you build a fire? Well, uh, how much lighter fluid do you have? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh-uh. Well, I mean, maybe you could add that, but uh, How much gasoline do we have are you leaning? To? Are you leaning the stuff up? Is that what you do? Is it, you, you can go like with a, the, the, the TP, as they say, uh-huh. or I also like the log cabin method. <laughs> and and th- you do what? What do you do? What do you mean, what do you do? How do, you, you, get, how, do you get out your flint and you get out your steel. <laughs> no, I know, but how do you stack? Uh, it, 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 you try to find dry wood, right? Right. You do the kindling, if you will, okay. and the, whatever that goes in the middle of the, the log like, cabin. What is that, yeah. like the fluffy stuff? Okay, wait, let's get to <laughs> okay, your point. So, so Speaking so of you your got, point. <laughs> so you got that, and then you got the you got the, the tender. You got all that, right? And then, then it's it's just sitting there waiting to be lit. That's BYU football right now, waiting to be lit. <laughs> waiting to be lit so it can be lit. I you think see? of BYU, BYU fans football wants they're to be wait, lit. <laughs> waiting to be lit. Everybody wants to be lit, right? <laughs> he's lit. He's, he's, not, he's not lit. He is no, lit. lit. He hasn't lit, become lit. lit. Mm-hmm. Be lit. Do Don't I do I need to get a younger person over here to explain this to you, Jake? No, I got it. I, I'm thinking lick, lit, I like been uh, lit for, intoxicated. I'd say a good 35 years. And I was saying that's not – BYU fans aren't the usually most traditionally no, – but, but, but they're combustible. They're ready to just – They're ready to – To just, you know, a flame to just – Show what they're made of. Yeah. I see. But uh, they need a match. You know, <laughs> they need a match. Tonight's the match. That's what they need. They need a struck match. Yeah. All right, we're live here in London. Burn, London. baby, burn. Murdoch. Ask, ask Blake. He knows about this stuff. We're at Murdoch Hyundai, 452 South, Linden Park Drive, right off the freeway. And Blake joins us now. And, Blake, first of all, it's great to see you. It seems uh, everything around here is buzzing. Seem, things seem good. Yeah, it's great. Can you hear me? No. No, we, we, need to, we need to get Blake fired up there. We'll maybe get there. We, maybe we can hear him now. Guys, there yes. we go. Thanks hey, thanks for having us. Uh, especially because this is this is such a cool day. You guys started tailgating at noon. We, well, you know, this is a big event here in Utah County. Oh, it's, it's not huge. just the game, but also all the sales and it's Labor Day weekend, and you know, it's just great, great time of year. Did you notice Gordon already got loose on the soft serve over there? I'm glad. Hey, we got a little ice cream bar set up. Anybody that comes in soft serve and all the toppings to go with it what'd you go with gordon pineapple i went with the swirl but then i added a little extra vanilla in there you know it's, it's yeah the dole whip with the vanilla yeah that's yeah. that's a good combo yeah yeah see gordon Absolutely. takes his soft serve very seriously is this uh, like is this like uh like the biggest sale of the year because you guys have great sales uh is this one of the biggest labor day weekend is one of the biggest of the year is absolutely it? yeah so well, let's talk about some of these deals because you've got a, a, a ton going on. Um, let's see, Elantra for thirteen nine ninety. Are you telling me you can get a new car for under fourteen grand? Guys, the Elantra is is the staple of Utah. I don't know if you drive up and down I fifteen. There's Elantras everywhere, and by far the most vehicle you can get for the dollar. And that's probably why it's been one of Utah's best selling vehicles for a number of years now. But yeah, right now you can get one starting as low as thirteen nine, and it just comes with so many features, but most importantly, I think that our listeners need to be reminded of is the fuel economy at 40 miles per gallon, 
the crash test ratings, the safety, and, of course, America's best warranty. So 10 years, 100,000 miles. Which but, you guys are famous for. Yeah. A lot of good deals going on in the Tucsons, I see, as well, and some 0% on Tucson and Santa Fe. That's pretty good. Yeah, so for the SUV people, the SUV market, uh, the Tucson and Santa Fe, some of the hottest sellers uh, right now. You can get 0% for 72 months. And if you prefer to uh, just take a bigger discount right off the top, you can get up to $6,000 off nice. through this weekend. So incredible offers and just great way to save, great way to save time and money. And I'll so. tell you, I, I'm a believer that if you give people what what they're looking for, they're going to buy a bunch of them. And that's what, that's what the Hyundai does, man. These cars... Don't you think they're well? You own one. Yeah, I love they're, mine. They're, they're stylish. They they perform well. The the best warranty, like you said, it's uh, you don't have to do any work, do you? Blake? I know we're so lucky. <laughs> we just we just show up and <laughs> it just happens, it takes right? care of itself, sure. you know. <laughs> so come on by and grab a burger, grab a dog, uh, say hello to us, grab some soft serve. Make sure to check out these great deals, and uh, we have tickets. So enter to win. We have a pair of tickets. We're going to don't give mi- you. don't miss it. Big game tonight. Are you, we going to ask Blake about his uh, prediction for this game? We might have to. We we got a lot yeah, of let's, show let's, left. Let's let's warm up. <laughs> let's, let's warm up to that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not quite ready for that yet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Come and see us. We'll have more big shows straight ahead. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. BYU, Utah. Another chapter in the Holy War is about to be written. And the Zone Sports Network has the game covered from every angle. Right now, it is my pleasure to introduce... This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. One morning I woke up and I knew you Come see us, 452 South Linden Park Drive, right here in Linden. They've got burgers and dogs on the grill. We've got some soft serve ice cream, some great deals going on. We've got jazz gear uh, for you as well. Gordon, let's uh, get out to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now, a friend of ours for a very long time. He will be covering his final BYU-Utah game tonight, of course, of the Deseret News. He's our good friend Brad Rock. Hi, Brad. How are you? I am doing well. I'm, uh, you know, got my car warmed up already. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Do you? Are you getting a little uh, sentimental about this whole uh, event tonight, Brad? Or are you uh, partying it up? <laughs> I, I think uh, I think when it's really going to hit me is actually uh, next week when college football starts and I don't have a game to go to. Right, right now I'm okay. I feel just like I'm I'm going to work, but. Uh, yeah, I think that the first couple Saturdays when, you know, uh, I'm mowing my lawn, I, I'm, I'm going to have some second thoughts. <laughs> that honey-do list is going to get pretty long, Fred. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So what are the retirement plans, Brad? Are you going to play a lot of golf? Are you going to spend some time on the beach? Friends, family, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah I, well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clean my garage show. And then in year two, I'm going to. Uh, I'm, I'm, then after that, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do some travel, and for sure. And we've we've got a couple trips set up already. And then, 
you know, I'm going to keep running. I still run every day. Um, and, you know, beyond that, I don't have any huge plans. But, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not that worried. My wife retired a couple of years ago. She said, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll help you fill the time. So, Brad, as you consider your career, how, how many BYU-Utah games have you covered? I mean, it must be... Yeah. What, 20, well, yeah, 30, Gordon, 40? What, what's yeah, it yeah, it's probably about 35. I mean, I missed the four years I was the Jazz beat writer. And I think there was one year we had two columnists, and they asked if I wanted to stay home, and I said yes. And then I think the first... I think the first couple of years I was at the newspaper uh, I wasn't high enough up the food chain maybe maybe the first year maybe the first year I was at the newspaper and they did so I'm guessing out of 41 I probably made 36 of them wow so yeah. out of all all those 36 Brad what is I guess moment number one what uh, what stands <laughs> out as rivalry moment number one for you Oh, uh, there's there's some classics, but you know the the, the, the time uh, the guy jumped out of the stands and tackled the cheerleader from Utah, <laughs> and that was that was up there. Uh, Max Hall was epic, you know. Max Hall's rant was epic. I, yeah, you can tell, you know, the game was secondary to the story for me, and uh, those guys were those guys were really good. But you know, I thought I thought the uh, Beck to Harleen thing uh, in my mind when I play it back, that play was about. 30 seconds long, right, guys? It was about 30 seconds long on that last play, uh, that one for sure. And then, um, you know, there were all the ones in the last 10 years have been unbelievable. I mean, the two missed field goals by BYU, the, the, the blocked field goal by Brandon Burton, all of them really great. So, oh, you want the number one? No, no, I'm, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with the cheerleader fight in the end. Though. <laughs> all right. That's a good one. I mean, because you don't see that, you know? Ever. You just, you yeah. <laughs> you don't ever see I, I that. believe that's the only place I've seen it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it anywhere else in the country. So, Brad, you, you've also seen the trends in this rivalry. Uh, there are times when BYU is absolutely dominant, and now that, that worm has turned, and Utah seems mm-hmm. to be that way. Do you, When you observe this, do you get the feeling like this is the way it's always going to be, or do you think uh, somewhere on down the line BYU can catch back up? I don't think BYU catching up. I see them winning some games. Uh, you know, I, I do see them winning a game. Here or there, uh, I, I just don't you see. There, there, there's a few things, and obviously, you talk about the Pac-12 and the level of players you recruit. Uh, and you know, I think it's more than that. I think that BYU, when it was really great, got basically all the great uh, LDS players. And you know, now they go to Stanford and they go to USC and they go to Utah and they go to Utah State as well. And uh, so I think that's a problem is is the pies being divided up by more people. And it used to be that these schools in the Pac-12 were saying, you know, uh, we're not going to work with you. If you're going on a mission, you know, we don't want to wait for you. We need guys now. And, and now they're willing to work with them. So I think BYU will always get good players and always get a, a you know, uh, some top quarterbacks and some top offensive linemen. Uh, but flipping it back and so they dominate like they did, I don't see it. 
Brad Rock of the Deseret News with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Brad, Gordon and I talked about this yesterday. Everybody over the weekend heard Lee Corso pick the Utes to go to the playoff. Uh, Brett McMurphy, we, we talked about yesterday, he picked the Utes to go to the playoff. Where are you? Are you buying into the hype on the potential of this team? No. I mean, I think they've got really good players. You know, vaulting them from really good players now, a lot of speed and depth to the national championship game is a huge leap. And we we would have to see something that hasn't happened, which is it them losing a game or two they're not supposed to. They lose in Arizona. They lose a Colorado. They've always had problems with Arizona State. Uh, you know, they'll lose to Oregon State or something uh, in the past year. So they probably lose a Washington game. Uh, or, or something like that, and, and then and then you lose uh, a game you're not supposed to. And until they show otherwise, I'm I am not buying going to the national championship right now. So is that a matter of not having enough talent? Is it a matter of not being uh, you know the old cliche mentally tough enough? What <laughs> solves that problem, Brad? You know. Gordon, I, uh, yeah, I think they had to build up to that, and they've gotten so now they know they have to be ready every single week. They can't get days off. But I think, you know, for example, last year they were a good team, and, and they just got devastated by injuries. I think injuries are almost the hugest thing on that. Uh, it's just, it's just it, teams that stay healthy almost all the season go a long way. Brad Rock of the Deseret News with us on 97.5. Video the zone. What do you think about the potential of, of Zach Wilson based on, you know, what we saw last year and his attitude and that sort of thing? Is he going to take the next step, in your opinion? Yeah, I think he'll be really good this year. Uh, I'm not picking him to beat Utah. I think that Utah sees film. Uh, I think with their guys and their speed, you know, uh, this year they might do better. See, that the thing is, last year, the BYU game, yeah, Utah was ready. Uh, kind of, but they had they had bigger fish to fry this year. They've had all month to get ready for it. It's their first game. They're not playing in Northern Illinois, uh, so they should be ready. And in that sense, I, I think that they'll be able to contain Zach Wilson. To me, Jake, I think that the um, the issue isn't whether Zach Wilson is going to move the ball against Utah. I think they can contain him. I think the issue is actually going to be. What's Utah's offense? They they did get those big time players back. They got Zach Moss and Britton Covey back. But, you know they were pretty spotty last year on offense. They they, they didn't do anything the last uh, the last couple games on offense. So who do you think the playmakers are on this in this particular game on both sides of the field, Brad? Is it Matt Bushman? Yeah. Is it uh, yeah. is it Brian Thompson? Is it Britton Covey? Uh, who are you yeah. looking at? Good call on it. Well, I, I think you start with Zach Moss. If he has a great day, it's going to be really hard. The youth will control the tempo. Uh, they're going to jump out to a quick lead probably. Uh, and, and then I agree with you, Gordon. I think Matt Bushman is a major key for, for BYU. And if he has a big-time day, they can they can be in this game. And then the one guy that Coach Witt always talks about, not always talks about, but he always says, uh, you guys have heard this, Blazing speed, Jalen Dixon, and he gets behind the defense and, and gets a couple of big plays. Uh, I think he did that against Colorado, and uh, you know uh, I think that he could be a big factor that you, you wouldn't wouldn't think of. 
Brad, before we let you go, I, I did want to bring this up because I was thinking uh, in, in preparation of having you on today, I thought maybe I'd bring up a column from the past and kind of thinking of, of what to bring up with you. And, and I'll say this, you're, too many the, the most memorable column to me that you wrote was writing about when Jim Boylan barked at Gordon. Because Gordon didn't write about it, and you did. And that moment may be my favorite moment in my entire career. So I thought I'd say I love that call. Uh, you know, Gordon's a classic. And Gordon versus Jim Boylan, uh, I think Gordon comes out ahead in that on a lot of levels. And uh, that's, you know, you can't ignore great news. So I, I had to go with that, even though Gordon didn't do it. <laughs> well, Brad, listen, you know you know how I feel about you. I've written about it. Uh, I know that uh, yeah. darn near everyone that I know in the media feels this way, that you have uh, left a mark, and I mean that in the best sense. And, uh, you know, your career has just been blessed, man. I mean, you've done so – covered so many things and seen so many things and reported on so many things and uh, opined about so many things. I mean, it really is – it really is, Brad, uh, a, uh, a significant, significant contribution to this community. Uh, that, uh, Gordon, nice of you to say. I mean, you've covered the same stuff. Uh, you've interviewed the same figures and the same level of figures. I, I honestly, guys, I don't think it's anything unusual for our job. But uh, but I lasted a while. I lasted forty years. I, I have furniture that lasted forty years, and it's not good <laughs> furniture. So I'm not going to take credit for it. But it was a great great run for a job. I mean, I never saw a Monday, a single Monday, where I said I wish I didn't have to go to work. Well, we're going to miss you, man. That's that's for sure. Uh, can I uh, keep you guys on speed dial? I mean, in two weeks, I may I, I may regret it, but right now it sounds like a pretty good idea. Well, I'll say this, Brad. When when Gordon takes one of his many vacations, uh, we need you to, to come and, uh, and fill in and, and do a few hours with us. <laughs> okay. I, I can't ever fill in for Gordon, but maybe I could take his vacation for him. <laughs> that I think you'd be, you'd be. I could see you, Brad. I, I, I see what you're doing there. Okay. Well, Brad, we we love you, and congratulations on the retirement, and, and enjoy the game tonight. Yeah, we'll see you tonight, Brad. I will still be listening and reading you guys. Thanks, Brad. The great Brad Rock with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And I know a lot of people have echoed this, but just truly one of the one of the nicest, most personable people that you could ever yeah. meet. Yep. And from the day when I was just a, a newbie, Gordon, and just a part-time <laughs> producer who had the the, the for, good fortune to go cover a thing every now and again, he treated me like, oh, you know, uh, just just couldn't have treated me better throughout uh, the entire time I've known him. Yeah, that's just who he is and always been that way. So, big thanks to Brad for joining uh, joining the show. We really appreciate it and uh, congratulations again to him on his retirement. He seems like a guy, I think, that will enjoy retirement he's gonna enjoy it are you kidding me i mean he talked about how much he he loved doing what he did but uh it it may not be i'm not asking for anybody's pity here but it's not as easy as some folks might think it is and it's not all about heading to the game and eating popcorn i mean you're on deadlines you're on you're expressing yourself you're you're laying your 
your opinion out there, and, and people have all kinds of different ideas about it, and Brad's been doing that for a long, long time, and he's been very good at what he's done. So, uh, yeah, I imagine he's uh, got a lot of satisfaction, gotten a lot of fulfillment out of his career, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to miss him. I, I really am, and I think we should call him. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was 100% on. serious about that. Yeah, I because think, he's absolutely. not going to stop having opinions. Oh, no. <laughs> he's not going to just, after tonight, he's not walking out that door and going, okay, I'm not going to think about any of this anymore. He may think a lot about a lot of other things that he hasn't had a chance to, but he's going to still, when he uh, when he watches what's going on around here, he's going to, I think, want to express that on occasion. Well, sorry about the vacation jab in there. That, that was probably not necessary. Yeah, it wasn't Because he could fill in for me because when I, I go on I'm vacation. Not, am I the one that just got back from <laughs> the Outer Banks? I, I apologize for the jab. Yeah. It was uncalled for. I thought so, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-cab uh, curb excuse me, service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. Diamond Airport Parking. Live from Murdoch Hyundai, we'll have more uh, in Linden. We'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Joined now by Kyle Gunther, the former Ute. Utah, BYU, in an opener. Does it fire it up anymore, or are guys out of their minds for openers because they can't wait to get to a game anyway? I think for the Utes, this fires them up a lot more because a year ago they were clearly overlooking BYU. I don't think the Utah defense expected BYU's offensive line to be as good as they were a year ago. So I feel like the Utes were caught off guard, and overall they didn't play a good enough game last year for the first three quarters. So I think because it's not only an opener, but because the Utes want some payback for how embarrassed they should be for the way they played early on in that game. I think that's the motivation for the youth this year. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, child! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, as selected by our good friend Brad Rock. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist inside at LiveNation.com. I think Young might be in there, too. And Young? Sometimes, yes. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and... I got you. Yeah. But why can't it just be Crosby, Stills, and Nash? Because sometimes it's Young. Right. I actually prefer the non-Young. Really? Uh, I don't like his voice. They, they had some nice uh, albums with uh, young participation. Uh, we are live at Murdoch Hyundai. Come see us, 452 South Linden Park Drive in Linden. We do have a pair of tickets to tonight's game that you can enter to win. We've had a bunch of listeners stop by and do so already. We have jazz gear for you, and uh, they're tailgating down here, Gordon. They are. Burgers and dogs, some ice cream. Uh, the first thing I noticed when I uh, drove up. I could smell those burgers and dogs 
the, the you know on the grill wafting through the air that's football man uh, so we'll tell you uh, we'll catch up with Blake here momentarily I, I want to bring this up with you real quick Gordon uh, and let me find the tweet. Our friend Hugh Chasta trailer tweets this in because we were talking about BYU in the first segment, and the student section came up, the, the rock, the roar of the cougar. Uh-huh. Uh, Hugh Chasta trailer uh, says, does anyone else find it interesting that BYU student section is called the roar of cougars when cougars can't actually roar? And I had not thought about that. What do they, do, what cougar, do they meow? What do they do? What's the... What is, what is that? A, is that a, is that more of a growl? Can't roar. It's not like a yeah, like a lion roars, right? I I don't know. Hey Austin, can you find some sound of a cougar? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing that. anything. <laughs> I want to know now. Hey Siri, find me sound of a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> no, that Careful. that type of cougar. <laughs> yeah, right. Easy. We're not trying to get anybody in trouble here. <laughs> the roar of the cougar, and the cougar can't and roar. A, okay, guess a cougar can't roar. What does it do? All right, uh, I found a, a YouTube called 10 Minutes of Cougar Sounds. Stand by. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's more of a growl, right? Oh, that's, uh, well, yeah, that's, that's not a, really a roar, though. Yeah, well, what's the difference between that and a roar? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's the definition of roar? Uh, well, if it was, if it was a, <laughs> if it was, if it was a growl, then nine minutes to go. To, <laughs> <laughs> they'd have to call it a gawk. Uh, let's see here. Right? Noun a Rowling. A fool, a fool. <laughs> I love it how you're working out the acronym now. Uh, a, a roar is a full, deep, prolonged cry uttered by a lion or other large wild animal. <laughs> well, then they can roar. They kinda, it's just a, it's a definition of the word. I mean, that thing that we heard earlier, that sounded a little bit moorish. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little roary. <laughs> a little, a little Rory, I suppose. All right, we're uh, we're live here. Murdoch Hyundai, come see us, four fifty two South Linden Park Drive. Uh, Gordon, uh, a good friend of ours, an old friend of ours, Kyle Gunther is going to be on the show at the top of the five o'clock hour. He is, and it'll be good to catch up with Kyle. It will be good to catch up with Kyle, one of I've, my former co-hosts. I haven't actually done radio with uh, Gunther since. Since we threw him out of Manland, that <laughs> we did not throw him out. He stormed out. He stormed out because somebody ate the leftover <laughs> pasta. He was really looking forward to that. That meal. was a really long week in his defense. <laughs> it was a really long week, and that was the end of that it. That was the last straw. Somebody ate the pasta. He had his eye on. That wasn't the week that you uh, you had to shave your armpit. That was that it week. Was yeah, yeah, that was that week. You made me do that. Well, I mean, I just was, I didn't make you do that. You made a bet, and you lost the bet, and so you had to pay off. No, it was discipline for something or other, because it was that kangaroo court thing we were doing. It wasn't I was a the bet. judge. It was, yes, and you were the judge. You the sitting uh, authority on that yeah. court. Uh, joining us now, Blake, uh, Blake Murdoch, of course, we're at Murdoch Hyundai. And you believe that? He once made me shave my armpits. That We did that on, <laughs> wow. on the radio once. Yeah. That was man. I bet that was uh, 
I bet that was fun. See, it, you know what it was? Is it was itchy after a while. <laughs> I remember you complaining about yeah, that. Yeah, it, it got but itchy. See, what happens is, Blake, you know this as being the boss around here, that when you get a little power, sometimes you start wielding it in ways that you probably should. <laughs> I don't see Blake making you know, his employees Blake. shave their armpits. I don't think <laughs> haven't, haven't tried that yet. No, no, no probably yeah, don't. No. Yeah, probably not a good <laughs> idea. Uh, but what is a good idea? You guys have been tailgating all day today. This is so fun. This is great. Burgers, dogs, ice cream. What a great idea. It's awesome. You guys must be the most listened to show on the radio. I can't believe how many people you've brought in here to get some of this uh, jazz stuff and tickets enter to win tickets and yeah. we'll take so credit awesome. but you know the other stuff helps yeah they do like the jazz gear and they i think they like your uh, your car store here man i think they just like, like to come see you two <laughs> not true baby gordon no this is really a great store and uh, i'm not just saying that because you're standing in front of us this you have great products here and and that's why you do such a good business you said you're the number one palisade dealer in the country in the country wow yeah so the Palisade came out just a couple months ago, and as I mentioned before, it's very difficult to keep them in stock, but as they come in, they are so impressive, and they come with so many standard features that, of things that you just even imagine could be on cars. They have a new feature, class exclusive, where if you have someone in the second row, and there's and you're parked on the side of the road and there's oncoming traffic or traffic coming by your side and you have a little kid in the back seat that tries to open the door, if it detects a car coming by you, it will not even let you open the door. Wow. I mean, all sorts of stuff they're thinking of nowadays. And, so it's, just great and it all comes families. standard. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So really cool things. But And you guys are, are pulling out all the stops for Labor Day. Just crazy sale. Yeah, awesome sale going on. Obviously, new vehicle uh, in the Hyundai Elantra starting as low as thirteen nine. And for those that... Uh, are in the market for an SUV, the, the Tucson and the Santa Fe both have 0% for 72 months. And of course, for some people, they, they're not uh, as excited about the interest savings because they don't want to pay, they don't want, they want to finance their vehicle. So for those, you can get up to $6,000 off on, on those SUVs. What's, so now the, is the, what's time. the difference between those two? It really kind of depends on how you like to buy your vehicle. But for someone who pays regular interest and keeps their car for a full six years, they're going to pay, depending on the price of the car, anywhere from six to $10,000 in interest. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on how you like it. A lot of people like to take the equity right off the top because they don't plan on keeping their car that long. Mm-hmm. But Well, come take advantage, 452 South Linden uh, Park Drive. And uh, certainly throughout the weekend, these great deals are going to be going on. But if you stop by now, you can get the, the burgers and dogs. And people need to stop opening the door because the smell just wafts in. Every, it smells every time. so it's good. It's like, oh, man, yeah. that smells great. But uh, great event today. And thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for being here, guys. Appreciate it. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.